Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, Ask questions and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now... Taz and Paula. Well, today we have an awesome guest. Tom Letcher captures planetary movements with astrology like none other. Today, like always, he'll share details about the upcoming energies from our planets that shake up the status quo in our lives, but also will open the veils for emerging new hope, new thought, a new deliverance that allows us to view how we can support one another more easily. You're listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Well, Tom's creative merging of two astrology approaches, Jeffrey Wolf Green's evolutionary astrology, with aspects of shamanic astrology, along with his own insights, has birthed new paradigm astrology, his baby of perfection, and no doubt still growing. Now, you can connect with his website and check him out at uh, newparadigmastrology.com. And uh, Tom's website is a platform designed to help connect you with your spiritual soul purpose and provide you with the means to fulfill it. Paula, tell us, uh, are we just about ready for Tom? Tom, are you there with us? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I Absolutely. can. Absolutely. Well, welcome okay. to our show. Welcome to our show. You, we always love having you. And um, Tom, I I don't know if you remember this, but I met you probably a couple years ago in um, Sacramento at somebody's uh, private home. And at that time, you shared with us what the upcoming um, years to come would, uh, at this time in our lives, would be kind of like the 60s, uh, you know, where the we had the flower children and we were loving and we, we wanted change. Is that coming up again? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, it is. It's, uh, it's very powerful. Uh, it's, it has already begun, and this has to do with, two planets, and we can look at the archetypes of those two planets a little bit. One of them is Pluto, which is uh, the god of the underworld. Uh, Tom, Tom, can you wait yeah. a minute? Can you speak directly into a receiver something you are echoing? Oh, I'm echoing? Yeah, you okay. are. Um, uh, All right. I, you need to... Okay. Are you calling Take from a landline? Here, let me... Uh, how about if I'm right here and right in front of my computer? Oh, that's Isn't better. That um, yeah, Is that you're right in front of the computer. You're still echoing, Tom. You're kind of reverberating. Uh, can you call from a landline? Uh, let me see if I can do that. Okay. Yeah, let me. Uh, I will call you on my telephone. Okay, that'd be okay, great. That's, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Call us right back. I think that's probably the um, a Skype if he's talking into his computer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it just, um, you know, really doesn't come across here too well. So I just want people to hear them. 
it, it just really, he, he really just captures that so well. Okay. So we'll wait for him to call back in. Oh, here he is. I see him. Hold on. Oh, good, good. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Yes. Right, Hello. Oh, well, I'm hearing backlog there. What's going on? Okay. Okay. So how uh, how does this work now? Can you oh. hear me with the oh, echo? Yes. Yes. Much oh, better. It's much better. You're coming in loud and clear. Oh, good. Okay. So we're talking about the uh, I think Uranus and. Uh, Uranus and Pluto, and these are two archetypes. Number one, I would say, you know, first of all, Pluto is the evolutionary impulse. And that evolutionary impulse basically is driving, it's the driving force towards growth and expansion. And it's, uh, it's also associated with the archetype of Scorpio in the eighth house and Shiva, uh, which is the destroyer god. In, in the Hindu uh, uh, mythology. And the way that this works is that Pluto basically removes that which is inhibiting our evolution, our self-awareness, our becoming you know, aware of our individuality. It gets it out of the way and creates this space for a resurrection to occur. It's like the caterpillar into the butterfly it's just this uh, a transformation through metamorphosis into something that is completely new and different. And so when Pluto we is that, kind of, I was going to say, Pluto is the one that just kind of like an atomic energy or or kind of an um, uprising immediately that you don't expect. Is that right? Yes, actually, that it does have to do with uh, fission, yeah, fusion. And it is uh, another way that it works is also to, through osmosis and through relationship and partnership, we become what we relate to. So another way of evolving is through partnership and relationship, not only to people, but a belief system or a corporation or a religion, whatever we connect to, it, you know, it has a transforming effect upon us. So, yeah, that, you know, fusing together and so uh, fusion and leads to, you know, actually this atomic energy and and really um, explosive, dynamic, very powerful change. And so in 2008, Pluto went into the sign of Capricorn, which has to do with structure, authority, you know, this time-space continuum that has to do with security on a physical, material plane. And it's going to remain there until 2024, which is this time period of a tremendous transformation through the removal of limiting factors, through the removal of old forms, of old structures, of old ways and means of, of defining our security needs in a in a very real tangible way so this process began in 08 and it's continuing until 2024 however now it is also joined with this planet of uranus that last spring went into the sign of aries and is squaring this pluto energy so that's what takes us back to the 60s, because it was back in the 60s that the planet Uranus came by and was conjunct the planet Pluto through 64, 65, 66. It was conjunct in the sign of Virgo, which is another Earth sign. And Uranus is like Prometheus, the rebel, the revolutionary the liberation, the, the force and the power of enlightenment. It has to do with the third eye and with removing the veils and seeing this potential future that is possible. So it's very, it's, it's, it's a very powerful force. And when it joins together with Pluto, it's 
like shining this brilliant light of enlightenment down into the deepest, darkest depths of the underworld. <laughs> when these two guys get together, right, it's just like uniting the root chakra with the sixth chakra, and it's just creating a, a tremendous explosion of kundalini energy that awakens the nervous system, and everybody goes nuts. <laughs> No, what I mean, but what it really, what it really does do is it brings, uh, it brings in a new impulse. So we we felt this new impulse in the '60s. There was rebellion. There, there was. We don't want this war anymore. We, we, you know, we want to have more of a say and a power. The young people got together. Yeah, you know, and and the 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 voting age, and you know, and many things were, uh, you know, many things were a change was affected, and this change was affected primarily on this level that it's necessary for us to create our own reality, because this Uranus Prometheus rebellion revolutionary principle within each one of us is that power to individuate and express our unique individual self and create a society, institutions, governments, families, relationships, and partnerships that allow for this unique, at times bizarre or unusual or somewhat freakish, you know, self-expression that, you know, this is what brings in the inventive, innovative, creative future. So it's like, you know. look out, swing your hips around, get some room to move. And that began in the 60s when Uranus and Pluto first got together. Yeah, it feels more powerful now, Tom. It feels like, oh my gosh, it's just like, well, you know what? Maybe the Internet has also made it more powerful. And again, that's your right. Yeah, Uranus is the Internet. And so now what we're coming into, right, we had those, those three years of, you know, 64, 65, 66, they're together in Virgo. Now Uranus moves faster than Pluto, so it's been moving from Virgo all the way around to Aries in the same time that it's taken Pluto just to move from Virgo up to Capricorn. So now these two planets, like when they came together in the 60s, they sowed the seed. The seeds were planted. And now it's the first 90-degree square that's going on for 2012, 2013, and 2014. And this square takes that seed principle that was planted that we need to create this reality that we need to allow for individual creative expression within our communities and the and the global reality and we need liberation freedom and enlightenment that that principle that we create this reality now needs to be demonstrated it needs to be manifested it needs to really take root yeah so the seed needs to spread out its roots and it needs to break through the hard crust of the surface of the earth and break out and, and be visible, be seen. And so what we're going to be experiencing and what we already are experiencing on some levels with this Occupy Wall Street and with some of the different, you know, the Thrive movement, that uh, the Thrive movie that has come out. And, you know, there's various, I just got this thing today, you know, with the, Monsanto corn, uh, you know, being demonstrated to, you know, uh, create problems, you know, physical health hazards. <laughs> you know, there's there's going to be a tremendous amount of exposure of what has been going on hidden in the underworld. This is Pluto, right, uh, in right. Capricorn, having to do with authority, government, institutions. And it's like a volcano, things that have been hidden, and buried, and the public has been unaware of, are going to be surfacing more and more about, and this is going to create a tremendous amount of civil unrest, a tremendous amount of personal, I mean, 
personally, Uranus is actually our individual nervous system. And this is a time where uh, our nervous systems, you know, each one of us individually is getting an extra little jolt, you know, of waking up, the alarm clock went off, and if you don't get moving, you're going to get dumped out of bed. <laughs> because change is happening, you know, change is here. It's just, you know, it's it's uh, it's evident upon us. Well, there's some so, people out there that, that are, I mean, in our crowd, we, we're, we're talking to the choirs or singing to the choir, so to speak, but there are people out there that have no idea this is happening, so they're going to really get blonked over the head with a two-by-four? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, this is, this is uh, it's it's a very, uh, things are going to become more and more disturbing uh, as, as news uh, is revealed, as uh, situations become more unstable, as governments become more unstable, because what it is, is basically, I mean, it's a transference of power. And this transference of power, you know, when it has to do with uh, large institutions, banking systems and government and Supreme Court, these people have very vested interests in maintaining the order that they are, that, that gives them power. And this Pluto moving through Capricorn is this transference of power that at first this evolutionary force within human consciousness, the idea of change becomes threatening and there is the desire to hold on to and resist change. And so there are going to, of course, there already are, there's very many last-ditch efforts to try to contain and suppress the evolutionary change, allowing people more freedom, more free energy, uh, less autonomy, I mean, more autonomy. Yeah, and that's going to, of course, threaten the existing powers that be that are suppressing, that are basically uh, robbing uh, the population blind. <laughs> and uh, turning uh, many people into automatons with uh, poor diets and lots of drugs that are basically turning everyone into zombies that are giving away all of their power, their money, their life, and their energy to a very select, elite, few number of people that are managing, controlling, and running our planet. So... This is the, just the type of the situation where we have been in, you know, we're like chickens that have been in the incubator and we are now dried off and we are old enough to fly a little bit and it's time to uh, come out from underneath the hot lights and fly out into freedom, into a free open space. And, of course, this makes the little chickens a little nervous too. They've had that nice warm light or they've been sat on by the mother hen and it's been nice and warm and safe. And so it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's not just that we are being suppressed and repressed and, you know, there's big, bad, evil people out there trying to, you know, hold us back and down. It's actually that, you know, these big, bad, evil people out there are projections of our own in Internal fear and our unconscious uh, need to be held and protected, and because we feel separate, we feel and when you, and separation is the root of all fear. So as we get into our egos and our separate selves, and we feel more separate. We feel more fear, and so we want to be protected, and so we cling to, hold on to, create people, institutions, structures, belief systems, all kinds of things that are going to give us this illusion of external 
sources and forces creating a safe environment for us. Now, as we evolve, as we move into a place through our yoga, through our meditation, through our journeying, through our opening up of our internal crown chakra and sixth eye, you know, the third eye, sixth chakra, and we come into alignment with our spiritual identity, then we lose this sense of separation and we see ourselves as connected with each other, as connected with the plants and the flowers and the animals and the Mother Earth and the dolphins and the ocean. And we lose these, we lose this sense of separation and we see the interdependence and the interweaving and the tapestry of life and we feel secure. We feel held with and through change. We don't need to resist change in order to feel secure. I think that is one of the illusions that is also now being broken down as the patriarchy gets broken down, as the male-dominated, exclusive, individualized sense, you know, I, me, my, that that, that masculine uh, uh, force that's been really dominating our socio-cultural conditioning for... 6,500 years, that is now breaking down, and with the reemergence and the balancing of the masculine and the feminine, this feminine energy, this feminine awareness is one of connection and is one of unity, and as that rises and strengthens and grows within each one of us, there's going to be less codependency. There's going to be less of a need to have protection. We're going to feel less separate. We're going to unite with community. This is what the age of Aquarius is about. We're, we, we, we unite with like-minded people. We, we unite with this global awareness through the internet and through various global activities and organizations that Stress and emphasize unity within diversity, that with all the different cultures and all the different colors and all the different ways and of living, we are all still interdependent, dependent upon Mother Nature, working with the same elements and the same atmosphere and the same earth and you know water issues and all of these things are very much all about being very present. I want to be sure I'm still... Are you there? Yes. Yes, we're just like really involved in what you were saying because I... (laughs) What you're talking about, I see on the internet so many different groups coming together um, and doing exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so it's coming together but it's going to be the change. People resisting the change can create some turbulence, I think. Well, I was just thinking of, of Julian Assange. Uh, he's actually going to be having his own talk show on, on Russian TV in March. So, I, you know, what he did, I mean, he came out and he just released a lot of information. And this is just, you know kind of opening the door for people to do likewise, you know, it's just completely laying everything out. It's amazing what this year is, is, and last year too, I mean, it's just unfolding one page after another. It's allowing people to see uh, what truth. It's allowing people to, to, to look at themselves and what they're doing and, and being able to, change their life accordingly and and be able to evolve with everything as well. It's pretty exciting. Yes, it is. It's very, it's very exciting. It's a little scary, I think, because there's just so much involved at, at this point. Like I say, the powers that be are in charge of the media, by and large, and they're in charge of the educational system, and they're linked up with the pharmaceutical companies and the 
in the milk and dairy and the USDA and the World Health Organization and they're disguised as in the AMA. <laughs> there is just like there is a, you know the the establishment as we call it and and this is what in the 60s people were up against and revolting against was the establishment. Well, I'll tell you between over the last 40 years the establishment has become far more integrated, far more, um, how do we say, uh, awakened, you know, far more, it's more established than it was in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it is, it is really, um, it is, it is really big. And I think so much of this awakening and this change and this revolution is very dependent upon educating the the masses and educating people to actually see what's at, what's right in front of their nose, right in front of their faces, but is being disguised and misrepresented as good and healthy and the way that things... When people wake up to the amount of lies and deceit that have been propagated upon the the masses of people, and it starts even with our children and our educational system, which is not only severely underfunded, but just what they are teaching is so inadequate to meet the needs and demands of an evolving person, individual, society, culture. It's just pathetic. And and there is a, uh, you know, I believe that there is a very strong resistance to this waking up, that it requires people to come out of denial, and we know that this process of disillusionment is the most difficult human experience that we can have. So that what I have been told by the, by the scientists, by the doctors, by the politicians who have talked to my parents and what my parents told me and what the preacher told me and the rabbi told me and what all the authorities that I have respected and looked up to and followed and organized my life around what they taught me was valuable and what they defined as success for me. I mean, to, to wake up to this sense that it's all been a bunch of BS, you know, it's like, it's like that really rubs people uh, the wrong way. And it requires a tremendous amount of information, a tremendous amount of proof, a tremendous amount of data, I think, in order to really convince people of the reality that they have been duped over generations of time to limit their self-expression, limit their freedom, limit their energy and live in these tiny little boxes that have been created for them. And it's, it's almost like it's in our DNA now. I mean you know <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, I think it's our DNA that's getting rewired and changed and modified here and it's got it's like, you know, it's a it's a slinky that needs to, you know, expand at this point and it's just like a big stretch. And, and that big stretch is enough to uh, break a couple rubber bands, or you know, I mean, it's 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 not stretching is not always comfortable. Anyone who has done yoga knows that, you know, you get into these uh, awkward positions where you're stretching these muscles, and uh, you know, you tighten up, your body tightens up, it wants to retract, and you have to breathe, you have to consciously. Relax. You have to consciously let go. You have to surrender. And so this process is also in, in involved, you know, with surrendering our old beliefs, 
surrendering our old, what we could say is at least a predictable or certain future to step into an unknown, unfixed, uncreated future. This is also another scary part of it, is that, okay, if everything that we've been told and handed down to us about reality, about what is, how things work, and how to best structure our lives, if that's not accurate, that's not true, and that's not in my best interest. Well, just what is my best interest? And who am I anyway? And what is going to make me happy? You see, the other aspect of this waking up requires people. And I've, I, you know, I mean, I counsel people every day, right? I do chart readings day after day after day, you know. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know what, could you please tell me what my passion is? Could you please tell me what I'm here for? Could you please tell me what's going to make me happy? It's it's absolutely, you know, we, we are also at a critical time of developing a self-awareness of what our passion is and getting in touch with our deeper soul essence for that sense of, you know, what is my best creative outlet and, uh, you know, if it's not about just making my physical body comfortable and having a house and a car and a television and food in the refrigerator for the kids and a roof over my head, blah, blah, blah. If there's more, if it's more involved than just my body, then the next we come into the emotions and the feelings. And if there's more involved than just having, uh, you know, a nice family and a partner and love and relationships in my life, and then we come to the mental, if there's more involved or there's more potential than to just uh, gain greater knowledge and greater intelligence and greater awareness about how to structure this time-space reality that my ego lives in, then what is beyond? What more, what other ingredients are there? And, and we're really, we're like a tube of toothpaste. We're just kind of getting squeezed out of that there's more than this physical world, there's more than our emotional world, there's more than just our mental horizons, that we are infinite spiritual beings. And waking up to this creative potential within each, you know, within ourselves is also a necessary ingredient to, the, to manifesting that potential. It's like we're it's like we're we're baking a cake here, and there's a few more ingredients that are invisible that haven't that, you know, that are not you know on the table or not in front of our eyes or you know it it involves more than just what is seen and what we've been told etc 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 we need to reach out into the unknown and some will say well, this is extraterrestrials. Some will say that this is, you know, um, souls on the other side. Uh, you know, others will say that this is our, you know, the Armageddon or the apocalypse and, you know, Christ or some uh, spiritual uh, entity or entities, angelic beings, or or others will say that it's uh, the, the gnomies and the fairies and the earth spirits sent by Gaia that are, you know, uh, coming into play. And <laughs> there's all kinds of, you know, Various, yeah. pictures or images or labels that people will, I think, use to um, describe that there is more to life than what we can see. And, oh. and you know, and and we are this, it's like human beings I see as being the connection, really, between the invisible and the visible, the inaudible and the audible. We we are that link between spirit and matter. And 
we reach out into spirit and down into matter and we bring the two together through our bodies and through all of our creative efforts. Well, this is, so, this is very magical. Yeah, it's and this is a time of magic. This is a time to be, I'd say, reaching out into the spirit world, into the invisible, into our imagination, into our intuition, into our, you know, untapped, huge reservoirs of creative potential. And, you know, as we as we do that, we are going to, um, there's going to be an explosive, I believe, uh, creative manifestation uh, on this earth over over the next 10 years it's it's like exponential uh the, the creative force is going to go uh you know go bonkers and we're going to see technology advance we are going to see lifestyles change we are going to see so the surface of the planet the quality of the air and the water and the soil and our lives, all of this can be, over the next 20 years for sure, you know, through this, as this age of Aquarius comes into full swing, uh, life on this planet is just going to absolutely, um, it's like Prometheus unbound. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, we're just going to be um, liberated. We're going to have free energy. And, you know, and that's that's a big, huge part of it. And, you know, there's actually been, uh, I just read this, uh, you know, letter uh, by Stephen Greer uh, written to Obama, you know, that there are, there are all kinds of free energy devices that their patents are being held uh, by the patent offices. They're not being released. And the scientists and their laboratories that uh, that have... These devices are being held by the national security people and that it's going to take an executive order to, uh, you know, there are so many um, interests trying to prevent free energy. When the technology, you know, yeah, the technology is already here for it. And so once this, you know, once energy becomes free, can you? I mean, can you imagine what people are going to do with free energy? Oh my God! We, you know, Tom. I mean, I'm that's thinking that it's wonderful. You see this not only with free energy, but and many other groups that even Paula and I are working with. It's like you can see that people's hearts, you know, have different projects that are on on the hot plate, and it's like their hearts are so. I mean, their heart is bubbling like a happy bubble, like it's like going, wow, this is this is really close to happening. And this is, their their body sings with, with their heart is just making them go after these wonderful things. The heart is opening up and it's just like, it's a whole new thing. People get this this happiness and this, this freedom that they're feeling like, Wow, we're going to master this. We're really going to bring on free energy. We're really going to be able to work with groups and allow everybody to be able to have homes and to have food and to be fed and not go starving. And I mean, it's it's wonderful projects that are on the hot plate at this point. It's just wonderful to see that. Tom, do you believe that the more people that are aware that this free energy is available, that it comes to the public eye that people are going to demand that we have it. Yeah, that's where the revolution and the and the challenge comes in. <laughs> and we do also know that the powers that be or whatever, you know, have these camps and, you know, the FEMA camps and things yeah. like that. Like, you know, they're brace. They're not blind. Like I say, they're far more organized than they were in the '60s, and they know that they've been pulling the, you know, pulling the the blinds over people's eyes. And when they wake up, they're not going to be happy with 
the amount of deceit and lies that have been perpetrated, like I said. So it's... Um, and with our yeah. technology, too, we are able to keep each other uh, well-adversed in what's happening. Like, for example, um, Facebook. Uh, on my Facebook, somebody was in Watsonville waiting for the train to go by, and so she filmed hundreds and hundreds of tanks on, on the train going to north. And, I mean, things like this that we might not even be aware of, but we've got cameras, we've got um, telephones and Facebook to share all of this. So they're they're not going to be able to go behind our backs as much as it was in the past. Right. It's as long as as long as people are paying attention. And that I'd say is probably the, the biggest challenge and that's what I see as somewhat the eye of the needle that we need to pass through. And that is that it's it's been so devised and so set up that people spend so much of their time simply working to survive that they do not have time. And that's and that's the other thing that free energy is going to bring forward is it's going to give us time. <laughs> Because basically everyone's working too much. (laughs) And, you know, when you're too busy working too much (laughs) just to pay the bill, just to pay your energy bills, (laughs) you know, I mean, this is what it's like this whole catch 22, right? So, you know, part of the part of the eye that I see it that we need to be going through is that there is going to be a need to simplify, a need to let go of some of the luxuries, of some of the comforts, of some of the things that, you know, we've been racking up our charge cards and, uh, you know, distracting ourselves with our large screen TVs and our, you know, uh, whatever, you know, various drugs, alcohol or whatever, to just help numb us out to the amount of work that we're actually having to do just to survive. So I I do see that there is kind of a giving up of some creature comforts here for a little while, and that is also going to be challenging for some people who are really attached to their physical comfort. And so this also... I can relate to that. <laughs> you know, I don't want to give up my <laughs> the physical comfort. I mean, I go back and forth. I know what's happening, and, you know, and all that. But, you know, there's a part of me that says I don't want to give up my physical comfort. Right. Right. Uh, Tom, are there any... Um, are there any trigger dates coming up? And, you know, I, I've heard something about May 20th, and, um, you know, it's... Uh, a trigger date. Are there any trigger dates coming up that you have looked at that you might wouldn't mind sharing with us? Um, I, I'm thinking of political aspects too. Are there any trigger dates where maybe um, we it's a larger um, boost for the public to really know who the people are that that um, are going to be um, trying to get into uh, the seat and um, Yes. Well, uh, yes, there's a couple. Uh, Basically, this Uranus-Pluto square that that we have been talking about, um, they're doing a little dance that, like I said, is going on this year, next year, and 2014. Uh, In particular, we also, they are exact on June 24th at 8 degrees 23 minutes there's going to be this exact square of Uranus and Pluto. Then we also have September 19th at 6 degrees 57 minutes, there is another exact square. And then, of course, we have December 21st, that winter solstice point. There are two Yod configurations. uh, A Yod is a... in astrology, it's called the finger of God. 
was a very powerful uh, uh, two uh, very powerful aspects going on at that particular time also. Other dates that we have coming up is, I mean, there's just a, there's a number of different uh, situations, conditions happening as the planet Venus passes over the face of the sun. That is going to be happening in May, and that is a very powerful indication. And then we also have Jupiter coming into aspect with these. Are you still there? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay, okay. Um, so those in those dates particularly I see as being trigger dates that are uh, coming up this year, and I'm going to have a few more of those. I think I'm going to list them on my website because it'll be just fascinating to observe What's just how on? great astrology is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it, you know, you it's like you uh, you see the stuff coming, you know, and then uh you also learn about, you know, yourself and the cosmos and the archetypes and the energies and how spirit is working by uh, by seeing what happens on the dates that uh you know, you uh you know, saw coming in advance. Oh, why uh, why don't you give out your uh, website so people that are listening can write it down and oh. take a look. <laughs> Right, yes. Uh, that is newparadigmastrology.com. And, of course, that's N-E-W-P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M astrology.com. And, and it, what's... Go ahead. So there's a bunch of stuff on there. I do this weekly little video and... I was going to say, I've that's fun. I look forward to your little video every week, giving us little updates. <laughs> you betcha. And, <laughs> and and now I think I'm going to start doing a, a weekly internet, uh, <clears throat> maybe not a course. I don't know if it'll be just a, it'll be a, a two-hour session where people can, we can just all get on the internet and talk about what's going on and from an astrological perspective. And as there's a number of people that want to learn a little more astrology. Um, so I, I want to be doing that. And there's all kinds of exciting things to do with astrology. You mentioned that because uh, this week I, I listened to your uh, weekly updates. Um, you mentioned uh, rect- Mercury's in retrograde coming up what today? Uh, no, actually that's Mars retrograde. Oh, Mars retrograde. Okay. Yes. You know that Mars is going to it's 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 up there now uh, in late in the late de- later degrees of Virgo, and it is going uh, retrograde until April fourteenth, and that is going to bring it all the way back to three degrees of Virgo, and then it's going to go direct and it's going to stay in Virgo. So, you know, it's Mars goes around every two years, but it's decided to spend, really, from December to July in the one sign of Virgo. And this is a very powerful presence, and it, it's a very powerful blending of archetypes. If we look at Mars, the god of war, action, masculinity, penetration, assertion, and we put that and mix and mingle it. It's actually going right over the same degrees where the Uranus-Pluto conjunction was in the 60s, <laughs> if we really want to get exact. Uh, right around February 22nd, uh, in, you know, the, the, later on this month, Mars is going, you know, back over right where that conjunction was, the same stars, the same background, you know, the same constellation there is going to be reawakened with this Mars energy. And the difference with Mars, Mars has been direct for months now, and for it to go retrograde, let's just look at that phenomenon of the retrograde. The retrograde happens when the Earth is passing by. 
You know, the Earth uh, moves faster than Mars, so we pass by Mars, and it looks like it's going backwards. So it only happens when we are very close to Mars. So the Earth is very close to this Martian principle. It says that it is a time of great action, and so Mars is very it's much stronger when it is retrograde because it's closer to us. So that's mm-hmm. one aspect. The other aspect is that retrograde has to do with, well, especially with Mars. Mars is always radiating outwards. It's that masculine principle that wants to expand and shoot and go out. But retrograde means reflect, redo, reinvent, reorganize. It's all reflection. It's all inward, 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 inward. So um, this spontaneous, impulsive, natural, uh, you know, expression of self and our desires and instant gratification is actually now being blocked. It's being held back. It's time to reflect. It's time to think before we act. And this can be frustrating, and it doesn't produce the immediate results that we want. And at times, Virgo does have to do with creating crisis, health crises, financial crises, all different kinds of crisis, because it is through crisis that we really contact, connect with, and understand our priorities. And we deepen our awareness of exactly what is most valuable, what is somewhat valuable, and what is least valuable. You know, it's like, what do I need most? So this Mars moving through Virgo particularly during this retrograde process now that is beginning, you know, just, I mean, basically as we speak, it's stationary. And uh, tomorrow, Friday, then it goes retrograde. And it's going to stay retrograde, like I said, until April 14th. It's a couple of months here, February, March, April, three months, just about, where we've got to, um, I I mean, the, the good side of it, is that it's really time to get clear, to get organized, to be precise, to look at the fine print, to look at the details, to to really get our physical bodies healthy and strengthened and get and establish a routine that is going to be supportive of our you know I mean, our health and our, our physical body, you know, which is Virgo in the sixth house of health, our, our physical body is the instrument through which we not only perceive truth and this world, but also create. So we, it's, it's, a, it's a double, you know, it's, uh, this instrument, we're not only being played, but it is also our microscope and our telescope and our our headphones it's it's like so the 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 more your physical body is out of shape the more it's influenced by different pharmaceutical drugs or other drugs including caffeine and nicotine and sugar and i mean there's all kinds of legal and unlegal means of messing up our physical organism <laughs> you know but what i'm saying is it's just really um it's 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 really amazing uh how easy it is to block up our sensory perception with just our diet much less the amazingly powerful drugs that are now available oh my god yeah I mean, you do, you know, if if you sweat enough and you do your exercises enough and you get rid of all the toxins in your body through yoga, meditation, or the gym, or, you know, whatever, uh, you you get rid of all these toxins. And it's amazing how your perception 
and your sensory system increases. It's like, you know, so many of us are just absolutely numbed out. <laughs> so true. You know, I mean, our uh, our vision, our hearing, uh, our energy levels, you know, we got to stop at Starbucks in order to just, you know, get freaking going in the morning. I mean, I, so, you know, and, and that's that's all part of this, you know, uh, waking up process. So this Mars, anyway, moving through this Virgo, this is a, a very powerful time of getting our physical instruments whipped into shape and our perceptions becoming more acute to perceive the truth of our situation. And then when Mars goes direct from April 14th until it goes into uh, Libra, late June, early July, that that is going to then um, be, you know, it's like, what, you know, you... you uh, it's like I, I would put it in one sense, way, shape, and form that Mars going retrograde through Virgo is like bringing your car into the shop uh, to get it overhauled and a tune-up. <laughs> and, and then uh, as of April 14th, uh, when Mars goes direct, you know, your tune-up is done and you pick that sucker up and you want to pull it out of the shop and check it out. <laughs> so... You know, uh, and we're going to see things really start to, uh, you know, move in a forward direction uh, a little later on this uh, uh, in well, April. Do you think governments are going to rethink things also in this time? I mean, like maybe our government rethink about getting out of Afghanistan or will that, that type of thing be happening during this time also? Uh I mean, my my personal belief is that our government has a vested interest in keeping as many wars going as possible. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's really going to be up to the uh, the grassroots organizations and the large population to uh, give the government a kick in the butt if if they're going to stop anything. So. No, I, I don't. I don't. If anything, I see the the government connected with the banking system, connected with the uh, Monsanto and the pharmaceuticals and the oil companies and the I, 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 all the energy people. I see all of these. Uh, you know, basically, what they're thinking about and rethinking about is how they can best contain, control. Uh, create more fear uh, and more propaganda uh, and close any escape hatch or shut down any, uh, you know, rebellion. Or So, you know, I think there's just all kinds of uh, strategy, you know, just around um, homeland security and containment and uh, uh, limiting people's freedom of expression, access to the internet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's, you know, there is a, there's an ever present movement on the part of the powers that be to um, build up their uh, position by subjugating and uh, limiting and suppressing the power of the general population. Well, it's up to it's up to us to keep our bodies strong and keep our intuition high and our energy high to be able yeah, to I mean, see the truth. I think it, it's also incumbent upon us to really find um you know, new ways of organizing and new well, I, <laughs> And we I have 1 minute left. Let's yeah, give out your website one more time for people so oh, uh, wow one minute left that was a fast hour uh, <laughs> it is, it's new paradigm astrology dot com so just everybody out there it is really a great website and then you can sign up to have uh, listen to him weekly 
And Tom travels all over. You see different bodies of water and different countries behind him when he's giving his astrology uh, for the week. So it's really fun. Yeah. I was going to say, go, planets, go. Mars, Uranus, and Pluto. (laughs) Make some changes and open up the whole structure. Uh, Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you with us. You're always giving us enlightening (laughs) news, let's say. So thank you very much for being with us today. Okay, thanks for having me. Aloha and Aloha. Uh, enjoy the process. It's all about, uh, you know, having fun. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.